something I preach all the time because if you're not organized, there's something else that you're good at that I'm not. Like I can organize your electronics, but I don't know how to use them. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Everybody has a strength and you just need to kind of figure out what it is. You're listening to the She Is Fierce podcast. I'm Kelly Youngs, the founder of She Is Fierce, a global women's network that elevates women's stories and gives you the tools and connections you need to live on purpose. We support female leaders and business owners who are ready to level up in business and life. On our podcast, you'll hear the inspiring stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who have overcome challenges and built purpose-filled lives. And you'll get a behind-the-scenes look at my mission-driven business and learn how to brand and grow your own. Welcome back to the She Is Fierce podcast. I'm Kelly Youngs, the founder of She Is Fierce, and today I have the honor of talking with Christine Stone. Christine is the founder and owner of organizing company Neatly Designed. She's been an organizer for more than 12 years, and she says her job is to motivate people to simplify and organize their living space. So first of all, Christine, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to have you and feature you today. Hi, Kelly. I'm so excited to be here, and I can't wait to share all my organizing advice with everybody. So thank you so much for having me. Well, I am excited. I shared with you before we started that organizing is my weird hobby. So I am super into what you do and excited to share that with our broader community of women all over the world. So first of all, before we jump into the practical, how can we get organized? How can we sort out our lives and clear the clutter from our spaces? Can you tell us a little bit more about you and how you actually got started as a professional organizer? Well, I was a stay-at-home mom and I was at a friend's house during carpool. We were waiting for carpool to be ready for us to grab the kids to go. And she said, why don't we sit at my house and have a cup of coffee? And we got to her house and we sat at the coffee table and I looked to the left of me and there was a long, long kitchen countertop that was stacked this high, full of papers, backpacks, lunchbox, just It was never ending. And I looked at her and I said, you know, I can help with that. And she said, why would you want to do that? And I said, because I think you would, you would use this space. You would love it once it's all cleared off. Let's do it. We have nothing else to do. And she goes, that'll take forever. I said, no, no, no. It'll take 20 minutes at the most. And We did it together. We got all the papers organized. And when we got to the very end, after we removed backpacks and lunch boxes, there was a bar sink. And I said, oh my gosh, you have a bar sink here. And she said, I forgot. I, I, it's been like this for so long. I forgot I had a bar sink. She goes, this is amazing. I said, your kids are going to love this. Your husband's going to love this. When they come home, it's going to be all cleared off and you can use it for serving. You can use it to get, you know, everything organized as an inbox for bills. And she looked at me as we walked out the door to get the kids and said, you should do this as a business. 
And I looked back at her like, are you crazy? I don't even think this, what business, what would this business be? Because you have to remember this was 13, 14 years ago. There was no social media. Being a professional organizer was really non-existing. And she referred me to another friend and that friend referred me to another friend. And then I did it part-time while my kids were in school. And then as my youngest got older, I started to think, I, I'm going to make this like a real, real business. And I just became legit. I got all the things you need to become legitimate, a website and, you know, getting all the insurance and everything you need to become a real business. And then I just studied like crazy on you know, the psychology of getting organized because people think it's just about pretty containers. And yes, I love pretty. If you see my Instagram, you know, I love pretty, but it's so much deeper than that. And so by the time my youngest graduated high school, I was doing it full time and it's been that way ever since. And then I got a lot into the social media And that's where I became the person who does all the videos, showing people at home how to get organized, how to simplify, and not to feel alone, like they're all alone. And I've gotten an amazing response because people say, you know, you're real. And that's what I like to do. I like to keep it very real for everybody. And that's what I've been doing now for over 13 years. Well, okay. So I, first of all, I want to say, I love your story about going into somebody's house and telling them I'm going to fix your house for you. (laughs) I have absolutely uh, a tendency to go into people's places and say, I'm going to move all your furniture to be how I think it should be to make it more uh, functional or just better organized. And I often have to just have self-control not to tell other people how to live their lives. (laughs) So I completely love that you embraced it and actually helped create more more space and actually helped her discover like an entire sink in her house. She had forgotten. Well, you know what that one thing did for me? It wasn't about organization as much as about the phone calls I got after, you know, this was life changing this. We have used this so much. We have kept it clean. And that's what I'm saying. It just, it was, it was more about the reaction. Like I really helped somebody. I really helped them do something they could not do on their own. And it was not a big area. Like you said, moving furniture, it was just one small countertop and it made such a big difference. And it got my, my wheels turning like, wow, like she's really appreciative. I mean, this has made a big deal in her life. Something that I thought should have been a no brainer, so easy to do was difficult for somebody else. And it made me really think that what I had was more of a gift and a passion and not everybody does that. And so that's where the business came about. It was more about helping people kind of reclaim their space and feel good about, you don't need to live in a mansion. You don't, you just need to live the way your lifestyle is and simplify it. 
Mm, I love that. And, you know, I have to say, we have so many amazing entrepreneurs in our community. And you are speaking to something that we always talk about within our She is Fierce membership and our CEO mastermind circle. And that is really just playing to your strengths, right? The thing that we are the best at is often the thing that we value the least. It's the thing that we assume everybody else knows how to do and doesn't. It comes naturally to everybody. So why would I even lean into that? And I I love your example of kind of discovering as an adult, this is a natural talent that I have that so many people struggle with. And that's, that's so true for you. And of course, I think we all know that many people struggle with organization, but it's true for everybody, right? It's true for every single person in our community that there's something that they can do that very few other people do as well as they do. Exactly. And that is something I preach all the time, because if you're not organized, there's something else that you're good at that I'm not like I can organize your electronics, but I don't know how to use them. You know what I'm (laughs) saying? Everybody has a strength and you just need to kind of figure out what it is. Mm, And I love that. Yeah. So that's what I did. I figured out that, you know, it, it wasn't about perfection either. I never thought about organizing as perfection. I thought about organizing as peaceful and simplifying and creating a more peaceful place for you and your family to come home at the end of a crazy busy day. I think of a home as a refuge, and this was even pre-COVID. It should be a place you cannot wait to come home to at the end of a day. And if your house is full of clutter and things you don't love, need, or want, you don't want to come home. And that's why during COVID people were having to be faced with a lot of clutter and they wanted to get rid of it, which made me so happy. So, you know, that's really telling on how much people had that they really didn't want, but they didn't ever surround themselves with it enough to get rid of it. So as you know, and as our listeners know, our podcast season is all about elevating women's stories and exploring what it means to live on purpose. And I love the idea of exploring what that means from your perspective as a professional organizer. So I feel like so much of modern life is us overdoing it, right? So we're over scheduling, we're over buying, we're over stressed, we're spending too much time on our devices, and we're just constantly, as you said, trying to clean up the clutter that we've created around ourselves. So, I mean, I know from my own experience that when I am feeling overwhelmed, the first thing I do is start cleaning, whether it is procrastination or whether it is, um, you know, serving me, I always feel better and I'm always able to focus more when I have a clear space and a clear head. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whether it's work, so your office at work, your office at home, your kids, school schedules, soccer, baseball, football, everything runs better when it's purged and organized. Everything, every part of your life, your relationships, your marriage, because everybody wants to live not in perfection, but with less clutter because clutter causes stress and anxiety. Mm. And I see it all the time, all the time. So So let's talk about that. I would love to just dive a little bit deeper because I think 
that is, as you said, and if everybody who is listening, if you have not been to her website or her social media, you need to go check it out. It's neatlydesigned.com and it's beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. And you said it earlier, um, you have beautiful style. What you're presenting is gorgeous online, but I love that your message is more than just let's make it beautiful. It's really about yeah. the, getting to the psychology and getting to the emotional yes. energy that we bring into this whole conversation. So I know there are people that will be listening to this who will be thinking, this is wonderful for her. And it's nice that she knows how to make these things beautiful, but she doesn't have this, this, and this, and all of these things in her life that I'm dealing with, or Kelly doesn't have this, this, and this that I'm dealing with. And I just can't get to that place. So can you walk us through maybe one or two examples of either clients you've had or just people that you have dealt with who are maybe dealing with just a lot, right? There's a lot of chaos in their lives and clutter and cleaning and organizing becomes really like an emotional trigger, right? It's something that we carry a lot more weight than the actual act of tidying up your your papers. Right. Well, by the time someone actually uh, calls me to come for a consultation, they're at their wit's end. Nobody ever, ever, never calls me just to, hey, can you come organize my closet? It's never usually about that. It's, I've got three kids under the age of eight. I've let everything go around me. I don't have any time. I, I mean, I'm at my wit's end. Or we're selling our house and downsizing into a condo. What do I do with all of this stuff? Years built and accumulated of stuff. So it's always usually a life event that brings me to somebody. And that's what I don't think people realize is um, having experience has helped me immensely because I am a mom. I had young kids. I stayed home with my kids. I worked. I've done it all. I've, I've been, you know, through so many things these people have gone through. I've had, you know, family members with illnesses I've had. So I can relate and understand how organization isn't going to be at their top, at the top of their list. Um, but what I do do is explain to them not to beat up on themselves, to give themselves a break, to sit on the floor with them and talk first and say, Hey, it's okay to cry with them. I can't tell me, tell you how many times, because sometimes I'm dealing with a widow who's lost her husband. I mean, it's an emotional business and that's why it isn't just pretty. It's emotional. You're dealing with memorabilia. You're dealing with all sorts of things. So I have, I have a lot of experience, so I can relate to a lot of it. Um, So I think that's why people enjoy working with me because I know a lot of what they're going through. And all I can say when I work with people, you've done the right thing. You've called in somebody to help you and we're not, you're not living like this anymore. We are starting today. And that's the thing that people have to stop beating themselves up over. It's okay to, to hire a professional organizer or to, you know, get a junk removal company to come in and get rid of stuff. I cannot tell you how easy it is to do those things and how quickly the clutter just disappears with so quickly that they're just 
so happy, like bricks have been lifted off their shoulders. So don't beat yourself up over it. Don't wallow in it. Really take action and say, what are the steps I need to do to move on with my life and free myself from all this clutter? You know, a lot of people, they get their grandmother's China, their their aunt's China, you know, then they get everything put on them that they don't even want, but they don't know how to say no. And it's guilt clutter. So it's easier for an outside third party to come in and sit with them and say, okay, let's keep a bowl and put your rings in it or your earrings at the end of the day. And let's, you know, let the rest go either, you know, sell it online, go to replacements.com. There are places to get rid of these items and stop living with the guilt and the shame. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like there's so many little examples, even though I've never been really a hoarder, there's so many little examples in my own experience. That I think, oh yes, it, it was so hard to get rid of something and then it's gone and you're so happy. Right. right. And then I also, when you're saying that, I think of some uh, people I know, even in my own family who struggle to let go of the physical. I mean, even, um, you know, an example might be like a piece of mail. So somebody asking for, I think this maybe is common, probably with uh, older population. There's so many uh, pieces of mail, somebody asking for money for donations. And I know there are members of my family who struggle just to throw away the request because it feels like they're throwing away the possibility of helping somebody in need, right? So it's instead of a piece of paper, instead of a piece of mail, it becomes the potential for what you could have done in the world. And that's one little example, but I feel like we all in all different well, even my children, we all attach an emotional significance to something that, you know, having that piece of paper or not having that piece of paper makes no difference to whether or not you can actually make a difference in the world. So how do you approach that when um, you have a client or, you know, somebody that you're working with and they are just struggling to let go, right? So like you said, just to clear out so that they can actually get to the pieces and the the either the the environment that really serves them best. Well, you know, I uh, it, it isn't an easy task, but it's one that I feel I'm really really able to do because I understand the emotional side. I mean, I have relatives, I have a mother, I have things my mother's handed down to me. You know, I understand you know, I have two kids, like, you know, there are things I do keep, I don't throw everything out. So I kind of know right away the value of something. And what I like to do with clients is explain to them, they're not by getting rid of this piece of paper or this scribble scrabble that your child did in kindergarten, and they're now 40. Um, it's not getting rid of them. It's, it's not getting rid of the person. People feel, especially after there's been a death, that they're getting rid of the person by getting rid of the items. You have memories in your heart. You have memories in your mind. You have, you make memories. You don't, having a piece of paper or having a piece of China is not them. And so take a picture of it and then let it go. Because really, I keep telling everyone through my social media, your home should not become a storage unit 
for everything that is put upon you, your kids' memorabilia. You know, eventually, now my kids are older, they have their own boxes that I have now given them that have been labeled. Like your own home cannot become a storage unit. It just isn't fair. And it and I see it all the time, a third bedroom that's stacked up to the ceiling with Nothing, nothing they want. They haven't been in through the door. So it's reclaiming your space and motivating them, inspiring them on why it's important to live in the now, not the future, not the past today. Yeah, I love that. It works. I mean, it really does work. People want somebody to have a second set of eyes and make them feel good about letting something go. They just want that second opinion saying it's okay. It's okay. I promise you, you won't even miss it. You know, that's really, they want reassurance. Yeah. All right. So before we turn our attention to your entrepreneurial journey, because I want to ask you a couple of questions about that. Let me ask you one last question about organizing and the emotional or just the practical side. Do you have any just top tips that you give everybody that you just wish all the women out there in the world knew and would just start putting into practice every day? Well, I mean, people are probably so tired of hearing this, but, you know, purging on a regular basis is the first thing I say to everybody. Clients will have me come in and they'll say, oh, I've already purged. And I'll walk in and go, no, no, we need to this. We need to go a little further. And they'll say, but I already did. I'll say, you will not be happy when I leave here if we don't purge more and it, inevitably I leave and there's like 12 garbage bags that we've you know, gotten rid of. If you don't purge, you will never be happy with the end result of anything. You're just moving clutter from place to place to place. So that's the first thing is making sure you purge. You know, everyone has an idea. Should it be weekly? Should it be monthly? I, I say purge what you don't need user love every day. I mean, it can be, you don't have to get rid of it every day. I always say grab a shopping bag and whether it's a bowl you never use, put it in there. Whether it's a shirt you can't stand, put it in there and give it to Goodwill, donate it, but definitely stay on top of it because that's how it gets overwhelming when you just let it go. The next thing is start small. Start with a medicine cabinet, a makeup drawer, you know, a linen closet, because if you try to tackle on a Saturday, the entire house, it won't happen and you'll get, you won't do it. You'll start to get hungry and then you'll eat a sandwich and then you'll watch a Netflix show and then you'll say, now I'm tired and it just doesn't happen. So start small, organize the spot exactly how you want it to be with the things you love and then start to enjoy it. Once you enjoy it, it'll motivate you to move on to the next area. So that's huge because a lot of people are like, today I'm going to organize my whole house and I just never see that work. Ask for help. That's another huge one, which we kind of touched on earlier. I have clients who have young kids, their laundry room is stacked to the ceiling and they want to be beating themselves up over it. And, you know, how did I let it get this way? And I say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have a laundry service do it. And then you'll be all caught up and we'll start all over from scratch. So let's not beat ourselves up over it anymore. We all do these things. You're not alone. And 
So asking for help, letting someone else do something that you're overwhelmed to do, whether it's hiring a handyman, professional organizer, sending your laundry out until you can get caught up on it. You know what I mean? People feel that if they have to ask for help, that they're ashamed that I should, I should be able to organize my pantry. What's wrong with me? And it's the story you keep telling yourself. And, you know, it just, it doesn't get you anywhere, you know? Yes. Oh my goodness. So you are, you're talking about organization, but you are also talking about life. So I love that. All right. So let me um, turn and I just want to ask you a quick question for all the entrepreneurs out there. You shared, which I love your story about, as I said earlier, about kind of discovering that you have this natural hidden talent that not everybody else has. And then kind of having a natural progression of turning that from a hobby to a business and then to really taking it seriously as a business and becoming somebody who's seen as an expert in the space. So that's many different iterations of one thing that you do, right? Which is being a professional organizer. So can you share if, has there ever been a real struggle that you've had to deal with as you kind of stepped from this is what I do for my friends and, you know, mutual acquaintances to this is what I do professionally. And I'm stepping up as an expert and I'm putting myself out there in a different way. Yes. And um, I think a lot of moms can relate to this. I was a stay at home mom and I took that as a job. You know, that was my job and I did it really well. So when I started being an organizer and organizing as a business, I couldn't do what I normally did. Like I was used to just being a mom and now I'm a mom. So I had to figure out how to make being a mom and having a family and keeping a schedule because we were, you know, pretty scheduled because kids had soccer and tennis and, you know, all different kind of things. And we were a big family who ate dinner every night together at the dinner table. So I kind of said to myself, when I saw it starting to get a bit overwhelming, I said to myself, you know what, I'm going to have a schedule and a routine and I'm, I'm going to have to just learn to say no. And that my family has to become a priority like they were before, because kids don't understand. They don't care if, you know, Oh, my mom wants to be an organizer. They don't care. And so I had to learn how to juggle like so many women out there, how to have a job and be a mom and a wife. Mm. And it was, it was a struggle at first because I was so busy wanting to have this new business. And my passion was so great that I wanted to do it all the time, but you know, you can't do everything and you can't do everything well. And that's where I always say, you know, being a mom is a lot of work. Being a wife to your husband can be a lot of work and having a job can be a lot of work. So you have to just learn how to say no and schedule only what you can fill on your plate. Now I'm an empty nester. My kids are grown. So I don't have that problem as much anymore because I kind of have more time on my hands, but it's, it's the women that have kids that I relate to so, 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 so much because they're supposed to do it all, but you can't do it all. And that's how they end up hiring me because really something's got to give, 
You know, you got to take care of your health. You got to take care of yourself. You have to, you know, find a happy medium for everything. And so I learned that the hard way a little bit. Mm. I love that lesson. And I will say as a mom of a seven-year-old and a nine-year-old who's also running a business and married and all of the things that you described, I so appreciate your honesty about that because I think that you know, as we all know, there are so many examples of people out there who are telling the world, I did everything and I organized my pantry. And I think you and I both know that's not true, but it's difficult when the messaging that we get is consistently look at this other person on a pedestal, right? So I love you sharing the reality behind what you see in your own business. But also, I think just being honest about the fact that for for so for me for you for so many women who are going to be listening to this conversation the truth is a little bit more complicated well and also i think women now with social media because i didn't have the social media aspect so i didn't have to compare myself to what somebody else was doing or being a better mom or a better organizer or whatever yeah you just didn't have that back then and i do think it puts a lot of pressure on moms now and women in general that you have to have the perfect pantry the perfect closet the you know the perfect kids you know or else don't post it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I just don't, I guess, cause I didn't grow up with it. I don't really live that type of life. I know that there are so many different ways you can do things and not have it be perfect. And so, you know, I think I'm a, a different, you know, time because I don't let those type of things control my life. And I'm also at a different phase of life. So it, I feel for women. I do. It breaks my heart when I go into homes and these women have a three-year-old, a seven-year-old and a 12-year-old. I just am like, and they're, you know, schedules and it's, it's tough. I mean, mm. it's really tough. Yeah. It's a lot to manage, right? Yes. So, okay. So let's turn our conversation to our original theme, which is all about purpose. And I feel like you have tied that into our conversation in a number of different ways, but I want to ask you as someone who has shared a little bit of your personal experience as a mom, as an entrepreneur, and as somebody who has a passion for organizing and helping other people in that place, what does living on purpose really mean to you? Well, that's a good question because I, I, I say all the time to myself, if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. And, you know, I get offered so many things and if it doesn't, if it's not something I'm passionate about, I love, I believe in, I say, no, I don't care how much money they offer me. And I know a lot of people think I'm crazy, but I'm the type of person that. I have all these followers because they know I'm real and true. And I, I don't just try to get them to buy a bunch of stuff, you know, and I don't promote things that I don't believe in. And so I think listening to your inner, inner gut, your women's intuition, as they say, because it's helped me through my entire life is what has made me the success I am today is I don't compromise when it comes to you know, things that people ask me to do 
And that's it. I mean, I am real. I am true. And that's where I think, you know, it's when you don't feel like you're, you, if you don't feel like you're doing something that feels right, it shows to my audience, they will know. That's what I think. They'll know that I'm just trying to sell them something or, you know, and that really, that does bother me because I have a reputation with people that I am your honest, real person. And so I think it's being real and honest and believable because there's not a lot of that. Yeah. Right well, and I think that's a great example of a powerful mission driven business, right? So you're running a business, you're trying to be profitable, you are out there making money, but at the same time, you are bringing your own purpose and your own mission to the table. And I think that is a powerful example of how that is possible, right? Because I think a lot of times we hear about people who have a mission and then we have to suffer for the mission. Yes. Or we hear about people who are seeking money and yes. anything yep. to make money. And we don't hear a lot about that kind of, what I think is the ideal situation. And of course that's, you know, for me, that she is fierce and for you, that's neatly designed. And that is a place where you can um, seek to have profitability, but also seek to make a difference and seek to do something that matters. Yes. And, and I think it shows, I I get so many DMS from people saying, I love watching your videos because you're real, you're honest, you're real. And I love it. And so I get good feedback. So I must be doing something right. So that, that really, and I love to hear all the messages people send because it just confirms what I'm already thinking. So, you know, yeah, being real in whatever job you have, you know, whenever you start to cave is when you feel it inside and it's not a good feeling it, you mm-hmm. feel, you know, that you're not living your truth. Yeah. Okay. So as we wrap up this awesome conversation, I want to do a little variation on something that we're doing with many of our podcast interviewees. Typically we are talking to somebody who is a past speaker and we're kind of reviewing a talk or a story that they've shared. So we'll go back and we'll kind of analyze that particular story. But for this kind of, we call it an audio divina exercise from so many different examples of stories that you shared is really around the idea of asking for help, right? So getting started, you have to get started, whether it's organizing or changing your life or becoming an entrepreneur, you have to actually take steps to get started. But one of the best ways that I'm hearing you share to do that is simply to just ask for help. So can you talk a little bit more about what that actually means to you and how you've seen that be effective in your business? Yes. And the way I see this as being life-changing as people have told me, they've texted me it, they've emailed me it, they've called me and said, this was life-changing is because what you see is that is going to be overwhelming, take forever, is too much to bear. It isn't for a professional. For a professional, they come in and do their job. So that is why when I leave and it's only taken a day or a day and a half, they're in shock. And I wish I would have done this sooner. And I wish I would have, you know, because I have a team of people that come in and it's done and you're reaping the benefits. And I always hear people say two things. I wish I would have done this sooner. And this has been life-changing to my husband, to my kids. And 
literally people just tearing up. And that is why hiring people isn't a failure. It's your step to moving forward. It's not a failure. It's your step to getting to the next place in life. So I come in and get you unstuck. I come in and motivate you to go to that next phase of life. And that's why I really do believe if you can hire people to do the things you're not good at, you can, you can move forward. Yeah. I mean, I think that is a really powerful message and I appreciate you sharing, you know, how you see that in your own experience. And I think especially for what you do, right? You are helping people where they are, whether you're helping them get organized for their family life or their professional life, you are helping them to kind of take that first step to actually get started. Because yes. a lot of times we we can't get started until we deal with whatever is holding us back, which is often just either physical clutter or mental clutter. And also, you know, I have multiple re- repeat clients. There are clients I've had for years. And the reason is it's only once or twice a year, maybe, but they just want a little refresh. And they now know, because I always say when I leave the house, it will get a little bit messy again. It's called life. It's called life. Don't feel that I'm going to judge you if I need to come back and do a little bit more or just, you know, clear it up a little bit. And, And they take me up on it. And they do know that I'm not judging because they've got kids. They, they, a lot of people are, have illnesses or have dealt with a death. There are reasons they can't keep up with it constantly, constantly. So, you know, that's how I have repeat business because they trust that I'm not going to judge that I'm, I am there to help. I'm there to help. Yeah, I love that you're describing reasons instead of what I think many of us do, which is call them excuses, right? And sometimes excuses are excuses, but oftentimes, especially in the situations that you're dealing with, they're real reasons. And we tend to kind of beat ourselves up and assume that we're making an excuse or that we're not good enough because we're not able to do something. So I want to say I'm I'm so grateful to you for sharing that message. Um, One of the last things that we do within this Audio Divina exercise is talk about what it's calling us to do. So the obvious answer for me is it's calling me to ask for help in the areas that, you know, I know I can do it, but someone else can do it better. Someone else can do it more quickly and probably uh, have a better time doing it. Right. I I love that. Right. Exactly. They'll enjoy doing it. That's what they are paid to do. You know, I always give an example. I, would not go and set up my cable system and my Sonos. Like that'd be ridiculous. First of all, it would never work, but it's because I'm not a professional to do that. So I hire people to do that. And that's the same thing with getting your home organized or clearing the clutter. It's getting someone to come in who's a professional who can do it in a short amount of time with great results. Yes, I love that message. So I think that's a fabulous message for us to close on. I'm so grateful to you, Christine Stone from Neatly Designed. Christine, are there any last uh, words that you want to share with our audience? And can you please make sure to share how they can get in touch with you and learn more about what you do? 
Well, the last thing I would like to share is really purging is so important. And if you just take a little time out of each day or on a weekend and just take one bag, you don't need to take 20 bags. People don't understand what a difference just a little bit of purging can make, even if it's old makeup. So that's the takeaway is everybody get out there and just purge a little bit. And I am at Neatly Designed and I am at Neatly Designed on all social media, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram. And thank you so much for having, this has been such a pleasure. Oh, it's been an honor to have you. I'm so happy to be able to share your message with our community. And so again, I've been talking to Christine Stone, the founder and owner of the organizing company Neatly Designed. She motivates people to simplify and organize their living space. And today she has been uh, motivating me to ask for more help and helping us to figure out how we can clear the clutter. So thank you again, Christine. Thank you for having me, Kelly. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the She Is Fierce podcast. Join our community of fierce female leaders and women on the rise who are ready to level up, make more money, find more joy, and make their mark in the world inside our She Is Fierce membership, our high-level CEO mastermind circle for entrepreneurs, or at one of our sold-out live events. Choose how you want to get involved at sheisfiercehq.com.